Hello everyone, Chris Oakley here and welcome to part 2 of the Football Attic Kit Podcast, episode 17. As you'll know if you heard the first part of the podcast, Rich Johnson and I were joined by Simon Shaky Shakeshaft to discuss the latest kit news and, more importantly, the best football shirts worn by the Welsh national team since 1980. Once again, we'd like to offer our apologies for the poor audio quality on the bits where I'm speaking, and that's just the technical element of it all, and we hope it doesn't detract too much from your listening pleasure. As we pick up the conversation from where we left off in part one, Rich is just about to choose his favourite Wales home shirt. My number one was Shaky's number two, which is the uh, the Hummel one from 87 to 90. So I love that Hummel template, uh, full stop, um, and I just think it in the Wales colours it looks really nice so yep that was mine can't argue with that fantastic but yeah to the, to the nice one it's funny how you associate certain players with certain kits I associate Mark Hughes with that 84 to 87 kit so do I I'll tell you the reason I associate Mark Hughes with that is because the most common picture I've ever seen of that kit is Mark Hughes doing one of his um, sort of bicycle oh. kit type yeah. things which I think was from that game uh, where they failed to qualify. Was that the Scotland one that you mentioned? No, see, you're absolutely historically just being a complete helmet now, aren't you? <laughs> Not really. Well, all I remember right. is from Shoot you, Magazine you, from when I was 11. The famous bicycle kick, for anyone who knows anything about history, pre-1986, okay, which obviously rules you right out, is that <laughs> Wales tonked Spain 3-0 at Wrexham the legend that is known as Ian Rush scored twice that night, but the famous goal was Mark Hughes's bicycle kick um, oh. when he scored, when he thought the referee was going to blow a whistle for a foul in the box. He thought, oh, I'm just going to have a go at this. <laughs> Did a lovely bicycle kick and smashed it in. Wales tonked Spain 3-0 after they'd gone to Hamden and Ian Rush had scored an absolute screamer and beaten Scotland 1-0 up there. And then they needed the help of a Dutch referee with six minutes to go at Ninian Park to allow them to go off and play Australia or Uruguay, whoever it was there to play Australia, in a, in a yeah. world playoff game. Australia. Lost. Yeah. And they played them to qualify in for the 86 World Cup. But Can't again... Australia. Hang on, who did Australia then have to play? They no, Scotland. The, the, it was the Scotland because there was only three yeah. in the... Four in the group, I think, and most of the... Wales had the short. Wales and Scotland were in the short, smallest group, so they had to. This runner-up was able to qualify through having to play a playoff against the. Oh, right. I see. Oceania winners was it? Have been I think Oceania, Chris, it yeah. might be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was Australia were in the Oceanic Confederation yeah, yeah. at the time, weren't they? So yeah, they, they um, moved yeah, so, recently, haven't they? To but you've also yeah. got to remember, Rich, as well. The first, the other thing about famous thing about Mark Hughes and that kit is that in 1984, the first time it was ever worn, they beat England 1-0, and Mark Hughes scored the winning goal on his debut. So just let get that one in as well. So the first two times <laughs> Wales wore, added as home kits, were both against England, and both times they beat them. So You're, you're sounding like a rather bitter person, Shane. I've got to say that you're trying, you're trying to claw <laughs> these tiny little victories that most people have forgotten about, to be honest. You know. right, no, no, listen, listen. <laughs> For for all us people, there's two things we Welsh people we remember more than anything else is whenever we've beaten England, they might be minor victories to everyone else. They're not to us. And the other thing is that everyone in Wales now thinks you're Anne Robinson's love child. So 
That's a lovely thought. Because I'll tell, tell you what else it would seem that one thing that I'd seemingly some Welsh people do forget is uh, how to speak in a Welsh accent. Because uh, <laughs> you seem to have lost yours somewhere along the way. <laughs> such a proud Welshman. That has been commented as well on by other Welsh people who do listen to the podcast occasionally, that the other two or three people in Wales that listen to the Football Attic podcast actually said to me, the thing is that rich fella doing a Welsh accent is supposed to be doing an impression of you and you haven't got an accent. It's not. It's supposed to be a generic insulting Welsh accent, which I think it works well. Well, it's, it's pretty insulting, yeah. It is pretty insulting. Yeah, there you go, you see. So, job done. It's not supposed to be the impression of you because I'd just have to, you know, kind of, I don't know, have but, a frontal But we didn't realise in Wales that Rich Johnson was actually related to Anne Robinson and Nigel Farage. Yeah. Oh, don't you dare go there, boy. And Robinson, and Robinson could cope with, but Farage, you can stick that up. Your hey, listen, right listen, now. let's not, football and politics shouldn't mix, so just leave it there, okay? Nigel Farage okay. and Oxford Richard Farage, mix. just leave it there. Okay. Near it. I, I was just going to say about um, Richie said that uh, Shakey's uh, lost his uh, Welsh accent. As I said, did you lose it on penalties as well? Or, uh, Oh, <laughs> very good. <laughs> no, I thought that was England. I thought they lost <laughs> No, we lose everything right. on penalties. <laughs> yeah. But I digress. Um, yes. Anyway. So what was your you, number one, Chris? So your number, number one, one choice. Yeah, because we're not uh, doing the away shirts yet. Don't be fooled into thinking that's what's coming <laughs> next. That'll be stupid. Um, my number one choice was the Adidas 80 to 84 shirt. The uh, the one already mentioned, uh, it was Shaky's third choice. And for reasons already mentioned, I mean, it was just, it was just joyous. It was such a leap forward from, I mean, the, the Wales tramline, tramline's kit by Admiral was wonderful, of course. But I guess when 1980 rolled around, everyone was sort of thinking, let's kind of shelve all the 70s references because it's a bit old hat now. And, and to get something come along like that, which was so fresh and modern looking, you know, it was just, it was just wonderful. Um, absolutely my favourite Wales shirt ever, uh, bar none. So um, there we go. I've already given that a tribute and a salute already. So um, I've just got a couple of ones that I've got down as honourable mentions, yes. if I may, Chris. I'm not going to ask Rich because he'll just say no. Um, but, <laughs> Come to the right guy. Um, but I did have down, obviously, a, a last-minute reshuffle because of the dropping of Admiral. But um, us implementing other, our own system, yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah, Umbro <laughs> twelve thirteen, the retro version. I had down as an honourable mention, but we've already talked about it because it's it's in Rich's chart. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also had the Umbro 1990 to 92 um, okay. home shirt, which um, was, again, that was the time when I was following Wales a lot, particularly at home games. Um, the European Championship qualifying campaign when we beat Germany in, in Cardiff, which was actually quite an amusing day for me because mm. watching German fans literally crying in their beer in pubs after the game was was quite baffling for me because the German the arrogance of the Germans at the time they were world champions they they were coming to a little place called Cardiff which is you know a city in a in a little country stuck on the side of England you know that sort of mentality and and we beat them one nil and 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 the great thing about that game when we beat Germany was also that 
and I think Rich might feel a bit of love for this, was that Thomas Berthold, who was the guy that dived and got Gascoigne booked in the semi-final, got sent off when Kevin when he fouled Kevin Ratcliffe, who then did a triple flip flap, double triple salco, <laughs> and fourth three roly polies, and ended up from the edge of the eighteen yard box on the halfway line. That he travelled that far from the challenge that Berthold <laughs> put in on him, and um, Berthold got sent off. And I believe that Mr. Ratcliffe received some very complimentary mail from England fans thanking them for uh, getting Berthold sent off after what he'd done to to Mr. Gascoigne. But that that kit that that was obviously a 10-plate kit as well, you know, the Mondial kit, I think they called it, mm. Umbro, because it was exactly the same sort of template as England wore, you know, with the, yeah. on the short sleeve version, it had the, the Umbro diamond tape on the sleeves. Um, uh, it, it, for me, that's such a memorable kit, you know, apart from one night in Nuremberg when Ryan Giggs made his Wales debut. And we mm. just don't talk about it after that, really. Um <laughs> Wales were that close to qualifying for the Euros again and knocking out the world champions, but it wasn't to be. That's the thing about supporting Wales, Chris. Um, you have a problem with heartbreak for qualification for tournaments. You have to deal with it. So last year was just just a float in the clouds with a total contrast to life. You know, this isn't what yeah. we're used to, you know. We're used to having every summer off watching tournaments. Um, whereas whereas uh, the, the flip side of that for England is we breeze through qualification and then they're generally crap when we get there. I was going to say, we, we get like suicidal tendencies. Like, we're yeah. supposed to heartbreak. It's just like, oh, Jesus, we've qualified for another contest. This is going to be humiliating again. Isn't it? yeah. It's kind of just better not to qualify in our case, I think, in a lot of, a lot of cases. Yeah, yeah well, it's yeah, it, it's... You know, we have every summer off normally, but now we're gonna. <laughs> now the expectations change. Yeah. You know, I, I, it, it's worrying because, you know, there's a hardcore, you know, section of fans, and we have a sort of a number of bandwagon jumpers, which you expect when a team does well. But, you know, it, it's they're all now expecting it to be. Oh, you're gonna qualify every time, and, I mean. <laughs> Well, as soon as I saw the draw for the World Cup qualifiers, I was a little bit petrified because, you know, um, I think we got the best team in every pot in our group, you know. Um, so you're right for trying to be successful. That's right. That was your first mistake. That was <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the thing about Wales in qualification... You go on about the FIFA rankings and that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. That was the other thing that was a bit cringy for me. was, you know, Wales were 117th once upon a time and no, everyone was going. They don't mean anything. It's rubbish. What, what? What? How do you work that system out? What a pile of crap! And and then <laughs> Wales end up becoming tenth in the world, and and then they're ninth, and England are tenth, and they're above them, and and everyone is making a big song and dance about this. And I'm thinking, hang on a minute. Four years ago, <laughs> we were 117th, and it was the the the, the actual. FIFA rankings were a pile of poo, and now suddenly they're the, you know, they're the thing that we live and die by, and just bizarre, honestly. It's unlike well. football fans to cling to any little sort of smidgen of light, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and the thing is, being a Welsh football fan, Rich, sadly you have to cling to every smidgen of light because they don't get many lights shining through. You're talking to a country fan, for God's sake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Well, I, well, at least your club's never gone into liquidation, but we've been down that road already. I was going to say, not yet. <laughs> well, let's look up or right. down, shall we? Let's, let's yeah. get on to the away shirts. And, uh, Shaky, we come to you for your number three choice, please. Well, I think I've already given it to you, haven't I? Um, well, in in oh, you're going to edit that out, are you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right then, because I've worked in television before, I'll pause at this stage. <laughs> And then you can edit it in. Okay. My number three favourite away shirt is the 1990 to 1992 white shirt with the green and red uh, fancy arrows on the, across the shoulders and on the top of the arms. No, the arrows. They do look a little bit chevron-y, yes, but yes. Um, it's an Umbro kit, so... No, yes. that that is one of those kits at the time. I, I I remember it, but I wasn't overly fussed about it. Um, but it's one of those kits that slowly has grown on me. And then when I actually got, it was one of the last away kits that I was trying to get to complete my shirt collection. And when I got a player's one from a Welsh legend as well, mm. I just, well, just blew my head off a little bit. And um and, and and ever since then, I've adored the kit. And I know that, again, it's another one of those kits that is really, really popular. Those shirts that's really popular with <clears throat> with Wales fans of a certain era, you know, a certain age, vintage, shall we say. So it's certainly a lovely away shirt, that one. I do like it. It's certain irony that the fact that the arrows look a bit sort of Hummel-esque, shall we say, but uh, it's no worse off than that. But the, but the thing, I, I mentioned the home kit. Um, the Mondial home kit being a similar template to to what England had. Um, but the thing about both those kits, the home and that away kit, was that Hungary had exactly the same kits. <laughs> That's right, yeah. They had, um, that, yeah. The, the, they had them obviously with just the Hungarian crest on. So <laughs> I've seen them, I've seen match worn versions, I've seen match worn, and I've seen the picture and suddenly thought, oh, brilliant, a Wales one, and it's a Hungary one. But, um, <laughs> But it still doesn't detract from the fact that it, for me, it, it, the white one is just is gorgeous. To be fair, certainly is, certainly is. Um, Rich, your third choice on the away shirts, please. My third choice on away kits, he says, probably just forgotten it, uh, is the Hummel third versus the Netherlands one, which is the white version oh. of the uh, the one worn in '88. So it's the white version of the yellow away that they had at the time, the Hummel one. Very nice, another white. Choice, as it were, went for the away uh, shirts and um, yep. yeah. Basically, I went so, for that one because I lo- I just love that template. It is a fantastic shirt template, but I just prefer that over the yellow standard away one because I don't like the black trim on the no, I don't. Uh, no, the yellow I don't. one. I think if that trim had been re- uh, green, that would have been yeah. brilliant. But I which just think... is in John Devlin's True Colors too. It has a green trim on it, and 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 I thought it looked brilliant as well. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, the the trim isn't isn't is black, and which was odd for me. I just didn't understand yeah. why they wanted to make it black. But yeah, yeah it just doesn't doesn't quite work for me. So I've therefore gone for the the third version, the white version, because that's at least a bit more in balance. Well, the mm-hmm. the white the white one with the red trim that you've mentioned was not available as a replica to buy. You couldn't buy it commercially. Yeah. It was only worn by the senior team in that one game. Um, so it became a bit of a holy grail for me to buy um 
to find one was just so difficult. And then um, a Dutch player, former Dutch player who swapped in that game, um, produced one, said he was willing to sell it. It was a number 15. I thought, oh, it's an unused sub, but I'm not going to be too, too choosy. Turns out to be Dean Saunders' so I was well made up. Um, he was the only player who came on that night, so I managed to secure Dean Saunders'. Because I remember talking to um, a former Wales player about that game. He only played, I think, nine times for Wales. Um, the player, I'm not going to name drop here, Rich, so you're all right there. Um, and he and he said, to, I said, who was the most difficult opponent when you played for Wales? And he said, um, because I remember him playing in that game, he said the whole Dutch team in 1988. <laughs> the most difficult opponent was the whole team. They were just coming at me from everywhere, he said. You know, Rijkaard and Bullet. And, I mean, Neville Seifel was man of the match that night. Marco van Basten was was tightly marked by Alan Nil, that Welsh legend who only played once for Wales against Holland in that game. And, um, yeah, we, we lost 1-0 late on in the game. But that shirt, it's always been... A holy grail for me until until last year, early last year, or, or 2015, I managed to secure the the Dean Saunders, which was which was fantastic. But that it, it's it's in my honourable mentions. I didn't want to put it in my top mm-hmm. top three because we'll come on to um, unsung heroes kits at the end for the kit off. So mm-hmm. you, you can understand. You received my email, didn't you, last night, Chris? Oh, so thank you, thank you kindly. Yes, yes, we had your um, your selections, and uh, yeah, we'll be dealing with those uh, very shortly, I dare say. Um, so um, my third choice, I suppose, it's now time for, and I've basically gone for the white Kappa Combat uh, shirt from 0406 for much the same reason as I mentioned earlier on with the home kit, just simple styling, round neck. Uh, I think it's around there. Can I just look at the picture? Yes, I think it is. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, with just a red Kappa logo on the sleeves. Um, one little just incidental thing that I thought I'd mention is, is just the use of the sort of shirt number font, which is in a, I don't know what you'd call that. It's a very specific sort of almost like a, I was going to say medieval style. I don't know what. Whether, whether Dragon medieval. font, I think it is. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's just making that up. Honestly, yeah, it's, it's the it's official not like Rich to make things up. It's actually just a, it was a, just a unique font that Kappa um, designed for Wales, didn't they? But mm. it's a bit like the Republic of Ireland or Ireland kits. Now their font is unique on their sh- on their shirts, isn't it? Because mm. obviously it's the lettering on the names as well. Um, yes. that's that's totally unique. And of course Wales, I've seen a lot of kits with fancy lettering used. On replica kits, you know, Giggs's and mm. and Speed and and Tink players like that, with letters on on the, the names on shirt on that particular shirt. But of course, Wales didn't put names on shirts until two thousand and ten. So you know that's a fake. If someone's trying to pass it off as a match worn shirt, you know they're lying. It's a it's a tip from the expert. Yeah. Something to look out for. Um, now, I think I just think that font works better than the font they had pro- directly before that, which is like a sort of traditional sort of U.S. college style, you know, blocky, very uh, sort of seventies and eighties common typeface that was used for the for the shirt numbers in that kind of like I say sort of blocky style. But I like the, the block, well, yeah. The, the one that the, the on this uh, Kappa Combat shirt from about two thousand four, two thousand six. Nice use of font and just sort of 
slightly brings out a little bit extra from the shirt. So that was my third choice. Just a nice, simple, pretty much plain white shirt with a little bit of red detail on there. So uh, so over to you now, uh, Shaky, for your number two choice, please. Oh, right. Okay. My away number two choice is the wonderful Umbro green and white halves from the 2012-13 season. Mm, lovely. And, that's, and that was only, I'm guessing that wouldn't have been worn too often, Shaky. Three times. Yeah. Three times Croatia, Macedonia, and uh, Belgium. Craig Bellaby's last game was in that shirt for Wales, oh, 78 oh, wow. appearances. Um, yeah, no, it, for, it was it was the last Umbro kit again before they went to Adidas, of course, because their contract was with JJB's. <clears throat> when they went from Kappa, they'd signed this contract with JJB's, and it was a, a really long contract, like eight years or something, and they, they uh, wore champion for two years between 2008 and 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, and then JJB's started to get into financial difficulties, and by they then licensed Wales to wear Umbro kit under license from JJB's, and um, <clears throat> so they wore the Umbro kit and it uh, for three years. And of course, every year they changed the kit as well, which was a little bit annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last efforts were the was this marvelous. They spoiled their, they blotted their copybook with a grey, slate grey kit in 2011-12, which was actually worn in 12-13 in Serbia away. Um, it was awful. I just can't, what possesses people to make a grey kit? Oh, oh, yeah, Adidas did as well, didn't they? But, um, <laughs> yeah, um, so, uh, but this for me was just one of the best away kits of modern times. And, and obviously for those who know, historically, it was a proper retro shirt in the sense that it went back to to eighteen ninety six when Wales first wore green and white half shirts um, for for a number of years into the early nineteen hundreds. Um, but that was obviously slightly different because the sleeves are the same colour as the panels on the front. So the one half's green, the sleeve is on the same side as green, and then but it's got an all white back because that's how. UEFA and FIFA have to have the regulations now so that you can clearly visibly see the name and the number that's on the back of the shirt. But for me, that's just, it is a beautiful shirt. Yeah, it is a sensational one, that one. I really love that. Um, but before I add my further comments on that particular shirt, he says not giving anything away. Uh, Rich, your number two choice? Man number two choice is the third kit from 2005 to 06, which is the black one. Uh, with the ah. red and white stripes down it, uh, I which I think there was a bit of a story behind that. Do you want me to tell you the story behind it? Or... Yeah, go for it, yeah. In about five words, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John Charles Retro Marketing BS. Yes. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually that works quite well. Now, go on. <laughs> you've told me this story before, so it is actually quite well, interesting. Well, no, what, what, what happened was, obviously... For some bizarre reason, you know, Kappa started producing third kits following up to the Lotto era, which is an era that Wales kits we tend to forget. Um, but the kit was being designed and had been put together. And then the legend John Charles passed away. And then somebody within Kappa went, whoa, look, we can attribute that to John Charles. It's black. 
We can attribute it to John Charles. We can say the red is for Wales, the white is for Leeds, the, the, the black and white looking striped to the shirt can be for Juventus. I always said the white should be for Hereford United as well, don't forget. Yeah. But but what I'm trying to say is the kit was already produced and then John Charles passed away and they suddenly went, we can attach this to John Charles' tribute kit. And that, that's why the kit for me, black kits are always going to be popular for whatever reason they just are. If it's done right, black kits look good. But um, for me, that's the thing that spoils it with the, that particular kit. It's just the whole marketing thing that surrounds it, which is what put me off it, you know. It doesn't really stand a chance for me personally, but but I understand there's a lot of love for it. There is a lot of love for it. Yeah, I must admit, I was, um, it's, I've said this on other podcasts as well before that sometimes I have a bit of a blind spot for certain kids and I sort of think, oh, I don't remember that one coming out. And this is, this is actually one of those. And so therefore, until I started doing research, I actually didn't know about the John Charles story. And furthermore, I didn't know about the fact that, as you say, Shaky, this is, it was just a sort of, um, afterthought if you like, of applying a kind of backstory to a kit design. So, I'm, so I've, I've learned a lot in the space of the last couple of days doing the research. So um, that's quite interesting. Back to, uh, yeah. Well, it was actually three. It was only ever worn twice as well. Yeah. But it was one of those kits. Whereas I have a tendency to release a lot, a lot, you know, a number of away kits or third kits they've worn at home, um, hmm. in home games, you know, um, I think there's at least nine kits since the Admiral years where they've worn an away kit at home or a, or a third kit at home. And this is one of them. They played Slovenia in in a friendly in it. And, of course, they played a World Cup qualifier against Poland in it as well. So, right. so it, only ever saw, it only ever saw action twice, but which is actually quite unusual for a third kit with Kappa because they tended to appear only once or not at all. I mean, the 2002 to 2004 kit, there was a third kit and uh, and an away kit, and neither were worn by the senior team. Yeah. So, you know, it, so it did see action, and it became a commercial decision to start wearing these sorts of kits at home, in home games, you know? Sure. Uh, an interesting design. I wouldn't say one of my favourites, but it's not too bad, and I can see why some fans would find it to be quite a quite a nice sort of design. Um, but it's that whole thing, again, of trying to do retro. With, I mean, this time it does go onto the shorts by the looks of the photo that we put in the crib sheet. Uh, yeah. That stripe down it. But, um, yeah, not sure. I, it's, it's okay. Remind me on that one. Um, my choice for number two away shirt was the one that uh, you uh, picked, Shaky, which is the green and white halves, essentially. Um, uh, I just I just think it's lovely, actually. Um, the... The, the way that it's done, it's just that, that classic Umbro styling and they really know how to pare everything down. And actually the thing you said as well about having the, the sleeves in the same colour as the, that half of the shirt actually seems to sort of work quite well. Again, it's, it doesn't kind of confuse the eye particularly. I know that I guess the traditional ways that the, the sleeves are alternating with that half of the shirt in terms of colour. But um, I don't know. It just, but it's not strictly, it's not a, a reverse halves as they're called. Yeah. Apparently, in the trade, or they used to be called when Rich was born in the Victorian era, they had <laughs> um, they they always had the like you say the reverse sleeves, but of course the the backs were the reverse of the the front, weren't they? Yeah. So I nearly said the backs were the reverse of the home. Then the um, backs <laughs> were the reverse of the front. So you know, but of course on this kit it was all white on the back because it had to be because mm. of the regulations. But front 
it's just it's just such an aesthetically pleasing shirt for me, that one. Yeah. And I, I'm glad to see that someone else has got equally good taste, Chris. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I just like that collar as well. It's a lovely collar. And, um, yeah, it's just just a thing of beauty. And the number as well, the number of the shirt sort of on the opposite uh, breast. It's sort of if you're looking front onto the shirt, sort of being just below. I know it's not the first time they ever did it, but just below the Umbro Diamond logo. Just, oh, beautiful. Very nice indeed. So that brings us on to our number one top favourite uh, selections for our away shirts. Shaky, what was yours? It was a tough decision because there's a few out there that we'll come to shortly, I know. But I did do an honourable mention to the Hummel third white kit, as Rich rightly chose. Yep. The Admiral Yellow would have got a mention in my book, as would the Capra 2007 away white third. But my number one, drum roll please, is the Adidas <laughs> Yellow with green sleeves 80 to 83. Okay. Now, you see, I, uh, that's okay. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry, I was, I, I was getting confused. I thought you were thinking of the 8487. Sorry, I'll, I'll backtrack on what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, yellow with green. Um, I was, funny enough, I was trying to find a picture of that actually being worn in a match. And I'm, I'm, I, my recollection is, as a kid, seeing that quite a lot in action. And yet I couldn't seem to find any pictures of it in, being worn in a match. But it must have been worn quite a bit, that shirt. But, um, but a beautiful example of it of, of how to transpose the colours from the home kit onto the away kit if the design is strong enough and it, it works an absolute treat, I think, the yellow and green on that. Lovely, lovely kit, that one, the lovely shirt. Well, just for the for the anoraks amongst the people who are still awake at this stage of the podcast, um, they'll get the shirt was worn in six games between nineteen eighty and nineteen eighty three. But one of those was in Russia. And I have right. seen a photograph, but it's one of those grainy ones that appeared in the bottom corner of the international action section in Shoot magazine. And, and of course, it was, it was worn in a very, very famous game away in Yugoslavia when Wales, in a, in a European championship qualifier, uh, in a four-all draw. Um, wow. And there's footage of that available on YouTube, um, which is probably the most famous game it was worn in. And, of course... The Welsh legend that is Joey Jones scored his only Wales goal in that game, and he went off and did a proper jig after scoring it as well. So, um, but that's the most famous game it was worn in, but uh, a Yugoslavia away at the end of 1982. But it was worn six times. Which is actually not a lot over a three-year period, I suppose. But um, but uh, yeah, I just I don't know. As a kid, it seemed like they were wearing that quite regularly. But that's just childhood memories playing tricks on me. I think, but. Um, yeah, very nice shirt. Uh, Rich, uh, what was your favourite away shirt? My favourite away shirt, I'm just going to have to give an honourable mention to start with, which nearly made the list, which is the Kappa 2006-07 away, which is the one, the yellow shirt with the incredibly large wrap-over green collar. Um, mm. I do like that. However, my favourite, and I'm sure you'll be pleased to hear this, both of you, was the, the 2012 away, which you both had in second place. Uh-huh. So, yes. Very nice. so, so your favourite. Like. So I take back yes. everything I ever said about you. <laughs> yeah, you see, and I actually, I own, I own a replica of that shirt because it was, it's one of the few sort of whale shirts that I own. I own the 2012 to 13 home, the away the 2012 one, and the uh, I own a version of the Kappa, the home one with the massive wrap over. 
collar. So there you go. So that, 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 those two do deserve an honourable mention because they are proper retro-looking kits, aren't they? The two thousand. Yeah, I mean, the, reason, the only reason that I didn't put those in is because they are literally just a, a almost like a, a copy of a previous shirt. So I just thought, well, that's a little bit derivative. So I left that one. But obviously, they're famous because they're retro shirts of the only time Wales have ever qualified for a World Cup. So yes, they deserve to get the prayer mats out occasionally and bow to them. <laughs> Very good. Well, um, what was your first then, Chris? Well, I, I've got a feeling I might get a bit of flack for this. I'm not sure. I'd be interested to hear what your reactions are. But my favourite um, chain shirt, you might say, for Wales is the one that was worn as a third shirt against New Zealand in 2007. A white shirt with green collar, one green sleeve, one red sleeve, which I'm sure is a very divisive design. I just think it works really well for a Wales away shirt. It's got it's it's white, which I think is my favourite colour for a Wales change shirt. And then you've got the red and the green from the flag as well, but used on opposite sleeves. I know it's totally illegal by today's standards with you know, you know UEFA or FIFA or whoever it is. You're not supposed to do that as such. But I just think it's a lovely balance. You've got white down the middle, green on one sleeve, red on the other, and it's. If there's any criticism I can give to that shirt at all, it would be that maybe they could have done a half and half um, on the on the collar. It's a nice sort of little V collar, and they could have maybe had half of it in red and half in green. But I know nothing about the manufacturing of these shirts, so I don't know how difficult it would be. But um, that is my favourite away shirt, or chain shirt for Wales. I just think that's beautiful. That's absolutely superb. So go on then. I'll put my tin hat on then, and what's, let's get ready for the fleck. What do you both think of that one? Rich. Well, I, I was going to say, I quite like it. Um, I think oh. it's a really nice looking shirt. The only the only thing I wish it had was a, a two-tone collar as well to sort of contrast with the sleeves, but I can live with that. And as I said, it was an honourable mention for me. And the reason it didn't get into my top three, it was there or thereabouts, but it didn't get in because of what's coming shortly. But it, it's it, it's a really, again, a really popular kit, but it was, a, it was designed to be only worn in one game as a third oh. shirt because on the player shirts of that version, it has a commemorative a sleeve patch on the on the on the right arm that mm. commemorates the racecourse ground in Wrexham being the longest, in, oldest international footballing venue anywhere in the world, right. and it was the hundred and thirtieth anniversary since Wrexham had hosted, home, held its first home international game mm. for Wales. So, so that's what it commemorated, and the kit. I know that the the Welsh kit man. David Griffiths, or die to his mates, um, <clears throat> so I call him David, um, is is uh, had a, a major input into that design, that particular design. So, um, yeah, it, I think it's... Somebody said, I think it's your friend, Mr. McDoug, on <laughs> Twitter, did say, I think, overnight, that he thought uh, Kappa were doing vapour templates before night. <laughs> That's right, he did, yes. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. So, yeah, nearly 10 years before Nike, to be fair to them. Although, so, yeah, I do. Although, I think that's, that is, and, and I agree again on the, on the collar as well, guys. Sorry to cut across you, Rich. That's right. I was just going to say, in terms of the vapor template, I don't think that's exactly the first example of a shirt which has contrasting <laughs> sleeves <laughs> to, to the trunk of the shirt. <laughs> well, I think we should sort of perpetuate that sort of urban myth that Capco invented vaporware just so we can give. <laughs> Just so we can annoy Nike. Just, uh, just so that on a podcast, on one of our podcasts in about 10 years, we'll actually reiterate that fact, having looked it up on Wikipedia or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, but it's, it's just a terrific looking shirt. And um, yeah, um, given the fact that uh, France had so much problem in the in Euro 2012, trying to use their shirt, which was white with one blue sleeve and one red sleeve, I, I don't suppose we're going to see the like of this in the future. But I, I, I'll keep my fingers crossed because I think it looks like a, it's just a, a lovely design. Um, just a uh, snap answer, sort of one word answer here, just to, to both of you. What's your favourite away colour shirt? Wales? Would it be white? Would it be yellow? Dare I say, would it be charcoal grey? What? Uh, that would be just... <laughs> oh! What? Uh, I should be yellow. Say, yeah, I was about to say, I'd, I'd prefer yellow, but with green trim. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't, for instance, that Hummel one, which doesn't have the green trim, just doesn't work for me. It, it totally mm-hmm. unbalances the whole thing. Whereas I think yellow with green trim works perfectly. I'm not... I think the white Kappa one, the away one, was nice, but I think that in yellow with a bit of green on it would have been very nice. But yeah, for me, yellow. Yellow is has always been uh, Wales's traditional away colour. They sampled with green for one mm. game in the seventies, but yellow has always been great, and it's tended to have a green trim. And then Capo, their last away kit where they wore yellow, but they put a red trim on it. And to be fair, that looked very nice with the red trim. But um, but see, for me, you can't go far wrong with a white kit anyway, especially if you put a red trim on it. So, you know, it seems to be accepted by a by the younger generation because you've got to remember the first time we ever wore one, Wales wore a white kit was in 88. But no, it should be yellow for me personally. But some of the white kits we've had have been absolutely fantastic. So. Tidy, as I believe uh, people in your part of the world are saying. Uh, right we do, yes. yes. We don't say lovely, we say tidy. Hang on, this part of you. in Hereford. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, yeah. I live in Hartford, by the way, Rich. Yeah. yeah, same thing. It's all got an H at the front and a Ford at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and just say thank you very much indeed Jen for your selections there and um, it goes without saying listeners if you've got your own personal favourites um, or indeed if you want to tell us about your shirts that you like the least maybe out of all of those then let us know we look forward to hearing your views and we'll try and read those out on the next podcast um, but uh, hopefully we've uh, given you enough opinions to uh, give you the sort of impetus to, to go off and, and assess the shirts yourself so let us know your views and of course, as I said before, uh, we have got a kit off vote this time around, which features three Wales away shirts chosen by Shaky. But before we come on to that, we need to give you the final result of the previous poll, which was uh, basically focusing on MLS identity kits, as we called them. They were chosen by Austin Long. And Rich, how did the voting go in the end? Well, it was a much tighter vote than the last one we had. Um, yes. But... I think the winner the winner is a very worthy one. I, I'm just slightly disappointed with second and third place. So in reverse order, in third place, undeservedly so in my opinion, is the FC Dallas away one with the lovely starry night effect on the shirt, which only got 18% of the vote, which just shows there is no God. <laughs> um, second place, we had San Jose Earthquakes Home, which is the one with this sort of fault line design, which I do really like, just not as much as the Dallas one, which got 35% of the vote. And in first place, a worthy winner was the lovely uh, rain effect one uh, with uh, from Vancouver Whitecaps. 
uh, with 47% of the vote. So, yeah, I, I do agree with the winner there. It is very nice. But I, I mean, to be honest, I love all three of those shirts, so I, any of them winning is, is good in my book. Yeah, I agree. Um, thank you. We had 120 votes in the end, so uh, thank you for well, thank you to all of you that took part in that, and uh, we hope you all uh, now uh, do likewise for our next uh, kit off vote. As I say, it's Wales away shirts, and Shaky, you've chosen three, all three are white, ironically, just talking about sort of away shirts, and they, they all have been chosen for a particular reason. Maybe you could take us through A, B, and C, which ones the listeners have got to choose from this time around. Well, um, yeah, I, I thought we'd do sort of unsung heroes ones. We thought we'd do unsung heroes um, away kits. There should have been a yellow in there. I was thinking of maybe doing a um, one-off games, what shirts that were only worn in one game, but uh-huh. I just wanted to make, I wanted to challenge the, the Welsh supporting public that do that we do kind of prod in the direction of listening to the pod. Um mm-hmm. Because I would always love to know what people thought of it. I think I've picked three ones that are very popular, hence, but I wanted to see what, which one would win out of particularly two of them. So the three I've chosen are the 1988 White Hummel Away, um, which was worn, as we've already discussed, against the Netherlands once only and was not available to buy as a replica, which was Wales' first ever White Away kit. Officially, then the Wales away Umbro nineteen ninety to ninety two, which has also got an honourable mention, well more than honourable mention today, um, particularly in my third place. And then the other one that's very popular with a certain part of the southern hemisphere, um, we're Wales third kit from two thousand and seven, the white one with the green sleeve and the red sleeve worn against New Zealand. In, as I said, at Wrexham in 2007. They're three popular kits, and I just thought maybe Unsung Heroes, but I really, really want to know what people think about the difference, which is the favourite between particularly two of them. And I don't know, you could probably work out which two they are. But So there's me saying we should have a yellow away kit, and I'd pick three white ones. So that's the log- tell me the logic in that, please. Trying to avoid inadvertently highlighting that fact, but there we are. But, uh... But we thank you, Shaggy, for your choice. There are three fine shirts, and I think this could be a very close one. Indeed, the, the last kit-off boat was pretty close. Uh, it was a two-horse race. I think we might have closer to a three-horse race on this one because there's just very little. I don't know. I'm not going to say too much, but as you've already heard, my personal choice would be uh, shirt C, the, the Wales third shirt in 2007, because I've already sort of said that. Just going back to that first one, the, the Shaggy, the white uh, Hummel one, is that classified as an away shirt or a third shirt, do you know? Is that- it's a third shirt. It is a third Yeah, because the right. yellow kit was used in 87, in 88, and then and the last time we ever wore Hummel, Wales ever wore Hummel, was against Costa Rica at home, actually. In Gary Speed's debut game in 1990 was the last time Wales wore Hummel, and it was the yellow kit. So they wore yellow all the way through the three-year relationship with Hummel but mm-hmm. the white one because that was the days when red and yellow sorry white red and yellow clashed with Holland's orange so we have to have a white oh. kit hence why the Adidas kit that I mentioned earlier the first ever Adidas kit the, the white kit we ever had was mm-hmm. never worn by the first team was worn against the Netherlands in 1982 by the youth team which was the white mm-hmm. with the pin pinstripe green pinstripe so there you go. So it goes back to the that era that 
you know, Wales weren't, it was considered a crap clash, yellow and red, to Holland's orange. Mm-hmm. And if you ever noticed when Holland played Wales in Wales, they tended to change to white. All right, well, there you go. These are three choices this time around. Uh, shirt A, Wales, third shirt, 1988. Shirt B was the away shirt from 1999 to 92. And shirt C, the third shirt from 2007. Basically, we need to do is go along to our website, www.footballattic.com, and uh, find the blog post that accompanies this episode, number 17, and you'll find all the voting buttons there. Or if you follow us on Twitter, you'll find on our profile page, pinned to the top, uh, some voting buttons there. You can vote using Twitter as well. And then what we do is we add together all the votes that we receive from the two sources. And as I say, we'll tell you the winner next time around. So get voting, please. That would be wonderful. Um, not much time left because I suspect this is going to be a two-parter. I think this will be a two-parter <laughs> podcast. I'm saying it right here and now. Um, but um, Rich, you've been doing a bit of purchasing, have you not? Uh, far too much purchasing, yeah. Well, basically, <laughs> having now decided that the uh, third volume of uh, the kit collection book is going to basically just be about limited editions, sort of, you know, odd kits and things like that. So it won't just be a kind of update of my collection. It's actually going to be focusing specifically on, you know, weird shirts or kind of limited editions or things like that. So uh, I have been busy purchasing lots of said shirts <laughs> purely yeah. for that reason and in fact i had a, a, a job lot well not a job lot but i had a four turn up yesterday which i'd ordered from uh classic football shirts all of which were centenary shirts one oh. of which was uh a well it's actually it's it's not a brazil centenary shirt it was a it was a, a shirt that brazil wore to celebrate fifa's centenary oh. um and they are quite rare i've only ever seen like a couple of them on ebay and they go for stupid money um so I'm, I'm quite pleased to have got hold of one of those so yes that's that's pretty much what i've been doing and then obviously then revisiting the pain that i went through with books one and two which is working out um what the hell to do how to do it and all the questions that goes with that so yeah <laughs> <laughs> lots of work to be done where that's concerned but i'm sure yeah, the end product will be wonderful as ever I, so. chris can i just mention i just like to mention my three latest purchases, which yes. are absolutely unbelievable in for my collection. I've got a, a good source on the continent who speaks to a lot of former players in various countries. And at the moment, he seems to have picked up on, on Belgium. He's speaking to a lot of former Belgian players. Mm-hmm. And he messaged me and said, I think you're going to be quite excited when I tell you what I've got. So... Yeah. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a Ryan Giggs fan and I collect Giggs shirts, especially anything, any of the Wales shirts. Giggs is a little bit Marmite as a player for Wales. You know, it's commonly known as a, he'll be a great, he's a great Welsh player, but not a great player for Wales. That's how people perceive him. But either way, he's still a legend for me. And I get a message saying, I've got three shirts for you. I've got Ian Rush's shirt when Wales played Belgium in 1990 when we beat them 3-1. And Rush, Hughes and Saunders have scored all the goals. Um, but an Ian Rush Wales shirt is just, you know, exceptionally mm-hmm. good. Um, then he said to me, oh, I've got a 1997 Wales shirt against Belgium. It's a number eight. Gary Speed. 
Oh my goodness me! Oh, and he said, "Oh, I've got the I've got the away one from '97 as well, and that's a Ryan Giggs." So my next three purchases that will be arriving sometime next month are Rush, Giggs, and Speed. Don't think you can really get much better than that, really, as a Welshman. So, as a a football shirt poker hand, there's not many that could beat that. I think really, uh, if you had to had to choose three to match that, that's a well. You know, Rich is probably going to throw in, you know, Shearer and. (laughs) <laughs> Matt Lofthouse and and uh, <laughs> Gary Lineker or something, isn't he? You know, but because um, <laughs> he always gets competitive when we talk about Wales and England. You know, he always, if you notice. <laughs> I don't. I, 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 I don't. Like I, th- I think we'll find. I think that this pod, when he listens back to it, if he can take his, you know, kind of. D- denial specs off. I think <laughs> actually he's made a lot more derogatory statements about other nations than I ever have. So, you know, I think I think sometimes maybe l- take a look at the man in the mirror, you know, and then make a change. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not comparing you to Michael Jackson, by the way. No, thank you. Heard. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate thank the, the non comparison there. <laughs> Um, we did put out a tweet, albeit a bit too late just before the podcast, just asking uh, those of you listening in if you had any particular comments to make about sort of, uh, Wales shirts and so on. It was a, probably a bit too late to get a wide range of your um, comments, but thank you to those of you that did respond. And um, the aforementioned Nook Doug uh, was kind enough to suggest a couple. As we said before, the, uh, the shirt one against New Zealand, and also for a home shirt against <coughs> uh, one, I think he's refer to the 2015 home kit with the green trim made by Adidas, pinstripes and so on, which is not a bad one at all. I'm not sure how I feel about green trim on a red shirt, but it sort of works for me. But um, but anyway. Well, that's that's a, that's a blatant rip-off of the 1994 to 96 home shirt for me. But yeah. of course, mm-hmm. the pinstripes are in white on the shirt. Yeah. But the on that sh- that particular shirt, the Umbro shirt in 94, they were green, the pinstripes. Oh. But having the pinstripes and then the green three stripes just makes it a little bit very close to a to a rip off. Sorry, a retro version of the uh, ninety four to ninety six. Sure, um, but a nice shirt all the same, I would say. And um, yeah, thank you, McDoug, for getting in touch with us. And uh, like I say, anyone else who's got any opinions, any any views on the Welsh shirts, then uh, do drop us a line and get in touch. We'll tell you how to do that. I suppose that would be a, probably a good thing to do. Otherwise, you just you know, be sort of sitting there waiting for, for a reminder. So basically, website, www.thefootballattic.com, uh, facebook.com forward slash thefootballattic, twitter.com forward slash footballattic. And if you want to send us an email, it's admin at thefootballattic.com. Uh, any of those sources, you're more than welcome to get in touch with us on. And Shaky, where can people find you, assuming you want people to find you on Twitter and stuff like that? <laughs> I'm on Twitter as Shaky Match Worn. Um, I'm on the. I'm also on Twitter as Wales Match Worn, um, and I'm on Instagram as Wales Match Worn Shirts. And on Facebook, I'm me, but I've also got a Facebook page called Wales Match. Sorry, Wales Football Shirt Museum. So if you can look it up there, and but there's also a, an Arsenal shirt page on Facebook as well. Something to do with a book that myself and James Elkin wrote. So, and a fine piece of work it is too. Uh, thank you very much indeed, Chris. Uh, well, thank you, uh, Shaky, for your participation in this podcast. It's been wonderful having you on and um, delving into the world of Welsh football shirts. Uh, it's uh, 
becoming a real education for me doing this podcast. It was, it was Ireland shirts the other week with Dennis and, and, and MLS shirts. It's just wonderful to just take the time to, uh, to find out about some of this stuff. And, um, yep, it's been wonderful. So thank you for your time, Shaky. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Rich. And uh, it's an absolute pleasure for me to be on um, after my embargo was lifted by Jay. <laughs> and also and also that um that this is going to be a two-parter so i've beaten don john in getting a two-parter as well i think so. this could well be a three-parter to be honest <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised i gotta be honest i'm really surprised that rich johnson the le- the coventry legend that he is is still awake <laughs> well, what you don't know is I've switched out a double halfway through this. <laughs> you mean there's two of you? Oh goodness! It's just my alter ego. I find it easier to work that way. <laughs> Being cloned, nobody, nobody, nobody knew. I've got one more thing to mention. Uh, I yes. got um, Jay. Uh, speaking of Jay, um, actually very very helpfully copied me in on a, a facebook post um which is you know streatham rovers the, the <laughs> uh, totally fictional parody club which we obviously knew was that from the start we just seeing how many oh, people yes. would point it out we put these little easter eggs in so that people can you know just test if people are listening really that's what it is um well um they had a, a twitter competition the other day to actually uh, win one of their actual home shirts uh, sadly i didn't win it but they've just released a thing where you can actually now buy them so straight after this podcast mm-hmm. is done i will be doing that asap because i have to own one of those shirts because it's ace we'll especially with the herod eviction yeah <laughs> and they've also got was it something else um a piles cream on it as well oh. as <laughs> <laughs> i did notice that the um the youth team manager was actually a picture of the guy that used to be in EastEnders, the scottish Psychopath guy that used to be in his tenders, and they made him the youth team coach. Brilliant. So that's what made me laugh that Rich Johnson didn't quite work it out. So shut up. And that's it's one thing. It says hemorrhoid pills now. (laughs) (laughs) Brewed in the heart of Stratton. Priceless. I was going to say, that's, yes, that's one sorry. thing that no Welsh shirt has ever had, a sponsor for Piles Green. That's, 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 that's <laughs> not, even on the, not even on the tail of the shirt, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, I think that on that note, on that sl- slightly um, derogatory note, um, I think that's where we have to wrap up the podcast. A final reminder, we are supporting Mind UK and other mental health charities around the world. If you can give a donation to a mental health charity of your choice, we would love you to do that because it's just something that we're supporting and putting out there. So uh, that's just a final reminder from on this particular podcast. But uh, for the time being, I think we're out of time. A final thanks to Shaggy for your for your involvement in the podcast today. Thank you, Rich, and to you listening in. Thank you. We'll be back with you again soon in a couple of weeks' time. So until then, for the three of us, it's goodbye to you all. Goodbye. Goodbye.